Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book-adjacent property. I am your host for the evening, your humble wagoneer taking you down the Oregon Trail of content. I am Taylor. With me, as always, is Greg. I hope I'm the one who dies of dysentery. I wanted to say that. Really? Ooh. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. I, sco- I, I jumped in there and took the Oregon Trail joke. I'm well, sure there's plenty of other Oregon Trail comments we all have ready. Well, uh, since dysentery is done, Mike, what do you want to die of? Uh, I'm going to go out and hunt a bunch of meat and then just leave it out there and then starve later. Ooh, I like that one. And also with me is Ryan. What you doing? Hang gliding accident. That's not part of the. No, remember you'd cannon? get to that part where there was a chasm, and they're like, "Do you want to go around, or do you just want to yeah, hang, hang glide across?" Don't <laughs> don't call shit out because you never got to that part and in the then, game. And then it would be like a little mini game where you tried to hang glide and you had to like I, avoid the condors. I'm and sorry, use the I guess uh, I put like. Uh, according to Steam, I have 500 hours in that game, uh-huh. but I guess I never got to that. So you that never used the glide rifle, Lawrence. That's the best part of the game. Ah. Some GD history. Hang gliding was a big part of the Oregon Trail. Well, I, I guess I just haven't gotten to it. So that's that's you kind of just outed yourself on the egg show. Egg on my yeah. face. I don't know if, if you want to roll back and you can just pretend like you knew the whole time about the hang gliding. Okay, uh, we'll edit that part out, right? No. Nope. Yeah. It, it, do you have a good rewind sound? Great. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, it sounded like it was going backwards, but at normal speed. Yeah. So I definitely know about the hang glider in Oregon Trail. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know why you're bringing that up. Yeah. You just bring that shit up. Weird bragger. We all know about it. Yeah. Well, I'm not a braggart. I'm not one of those creatures from Harry Potter. That's a thing, right? That's a reference that we all get. That yeah. I a sideways You're reference. climb out of a closet is that, and show somebody their deepest fears. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing that shows you what you're most afraid of. Yeah. And the werewolf <laughs> is the most afraid of the moon. Oh, man. Come on. There's got to be something you're more fucking afraid of than the moon. Like, I know you don't want to become a werewolf. Yeah, but it's spiders. But, like, what a big, fu- a big fucking spider yeah. is not scarier or than like, the Or, like, we know for a fact there's big fucking spiders in that world. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, being late on your taxes. Oh, oh no. That's oh, a reminder. Geez. I did do a tax uh, extension, and that is that Oof. deadline is rushing at us. I need there to you go. go. That's such a good feeling when you get that extension, though. Like, oh. oh, yeah, I never have to worry I'm about this again. About this. <laughs> I bet you 100% of people who file for an extension and get it are late again. <laughs> yeah. 100% of people. I, I really enjoy whenever I get that letter from my student loans people who are like, hey, we understand that you're poor enough that we're just going to like let you pay late. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. That's a real good feeling when I get that letter. In the hopes that we can somehow get some money from you. Yeah, I'm like, guys. Some money. I'm going to give you... God damn it. I'm going to give you some money <laughs> someday. But not today. <laughs> not today. So, Taylor, is it weird to have all these dudes in the room? It really is. Last week, we had a wonderful little group of ladies who were part of the Unnatural 20s. And you they- wouldn't say lesser than episode? Oh, no. It was probably one of the best episodes we've ever done. It was my favorite episode, and I am accept that you guys are here. <laughs> I like that the show could be funny. I never thought of that before. I, I also wish the Unnatural 20s were back and just like all hosted the show. Yeah, not It'd Taylor. Nice yeah, to have one, three host. What? You guys are upset that I'm here? It's one That hang gliding debacle, like right out the gate. Yeah, Caitlin would have jumped on that and been like, oh yeah, I know. She would just been like, yes, oh. and I remember another oh, part oh, from oh, that. Oh yeah, like a liar? Like yeah. a liar would do? Don't, yeah. don't besmirch her guests who are not here to defend McKenna would have been like, oh, I remember reading a book no. about that. You guys are terrible. Okay, listen. <laughs> I am a journalist first and foremost, and I have always said that. That is true. <laughs> that is a weird thing. That to is say. something you always say. And I am here to You're give You're always the like, truth. check, please. I am a journalist. <laughs> yeah, and, and when they check it, 
it says, I'm a journalist. I have a byline. One thing that's nice is uh, it's nice to be part of the more manly version of something. <laughs> like, we are technically more manly than the last group that hosted the show. I don't know. Caitlin showed up and just started lifting things. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. She's extremely strong. Yeah, no, yeah. More facial haired at least. That's, yeah. You know what? That is true. She and Mike probably cancel each other out. I think I'm as strong as Cassie, and you're stronger than books. Uh, if she's ill. Yeah. Well, I think she was, though. <laughs> yeah. So I think you have to take ill books. Here's the thing. I think that we all collectively, like, and individually have have great facial hair and we all i think we can all say that we have really good facial hair and we're just better at facial hair than they are also how come in last week's superhero which came out last friday ish um (laughs) mckenna seemed fine but then on thursday on ocd she sounded like she was gonna die what did you you do in the meantime well like after we finished we just had a long screaming match about how uh, much you missed us no, it was mostly about like how many more Much. people have great apps that we didn't talk about. And oh, none yeah. of them were you. I just want to elaborate right now. None of them were you. Oh, no, I'm sure. Yeah. Can we do a Rushmore of best abs of Pop Filter? Yeah. Uh, none I of think- us makes it. <laughs> Not a single member of this panel. It's would all producer it. Dave. It's which he does. He's got. Uh, like he's got that, that one ab, which yeah. is weird. Why is it one? Well, I like because the reason none of us have good abs is we're trying to work out all of them, and he's like, "I'm gonna get this one <laughs> yeah. up to snuff." And, and that one is popping, dude. <laughs> it's popping. You know what else is popping? What's popping? The episode of Outcast we're gonna be talking about later. But before we get to that, we're gonna give away some very serious shishy awards. Oh, hello, nerds. <laughs> no nope. old man. What are you doing in here? Oh, hello. Are you going to put a curse on us? The trash is in the corner. Put away your tiny candies. Get out of here. I was just uh, I was down the street, and I wanted to see if you guys wanted some butterscotch. Taylor, do you uh, can you make a good like rewind sound effect? Uh, hold on. Let me try. Nope, I can't. No, go back before the guy walked in. <laughs> go back even further than that. But old man, listen. I want you out of my garage, but... Yes, I will take some of those butterscotches. Yeah. Here's some butterscotch in I'm so not, long. I'm not made of stone. I'm glad he left. All right. Now that he's gone. Hello, everyone. I'm Ronald Shit, and I'm running for Comptroller. <laughs> what am I doing? What? <laughs> I think you're running for Comptroller, yeah, right, Ronald Shit? Yeah, that's me. I'm just trying to run for Comptroller. I want to be in charge of all the finances of Orange County. Is that what a Comptroller does? That is it what a Comptroller sure does. Oh, they <laughs> fly the Comptroller around the city. Super accountant? I think yeah. if you get to hand if you get to hand out a giant check on behalf of the government, you're a comptroller. Okay. Yeah. And do they so have that big giant hands to fill those out? Sure do. That's why my hands are six feet long. <laughs> I mean, but that's your only attribute to get you this job. That's true. I'm running in 2024. Be sure to vote for me. All right. See ya. <laughs> that's a long game. Wow. A lot of characters stopping by the studio. I hope today. Ronald shit sends in Taylor. <laughs> All right, he's guys. Just, I welcome you to talk to old man. Listen again. He's gonna have posters that just say shit. He's gonna drive down the shit, in yeah, <laughs> shit in twenty twenty four. I hope so. Yeah, and, that's on the agenda. And maybe before. Uh, all right, this is the superhero hour hour, the only show on the internet where all we talk right. about every live action television show based on a comic book. Taylor, can you do that fast forward? Comic book property. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> that's a good. So, that was a good point. That was a yeah. good point. I think you're accusing him. Of being racist, like against the Gungans, I oh. guess, <laughs> <laughs> or like the Murlocs from. <laughs> That's for you, World of Warcraft fans. Well, or there. any of you who play uh, Hearthstone, because I've never played World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, have played Hearthstone. They've got some Murlocs in that, and all of their text is just. That I have heard. That is a producer gargling yogurt. 
<laughs> that's how they made that sound. That's a great budget they have for that for that game. That's amazing. That's Yo, Ernie, get in here and gargle sentence. some of that yogurt. Listen, if I could, if if I could go be a yark, yogurt gargler for a living, uh, like, buddy, I got a number for you to call. <laughs> Please, <do>. this, <laughs> no, can you? This is that? getting close to sexual harassment. I don't think we should be talking about this. My friend said he wants a job. Place. I'm hooking him up. It's yeah. in the valley. I'm <laughs> gonna gargle yogurt. Listen, I'm trying to gargle some yogurt, and listen, if it's Wow, yo- this is a nice house! <laughs> oh, man! You better believe, fruit's on the bottom, you gotta mix it up. <laughs> I don't like this character. <laughs> no I want this way. character out of here. No, sorry, is that, my, is that my porn name? Fruit's on fruits the bottom, on the bottom. <laughs> gotta mix them up? Because <laughs> we were talking about yogurt. Oh, <laughs> shut it down, the show's over. We're going home. We're going out on a real guys, win this guys, week. We got we got to bounce from this segment. We're going to be talking about Outcast later. But before we get to that, this group of dudes is going to give away very official awards for best supporting actor. Woo! Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen, and this week we are giving away some shishies. That's right, the shishies are very esteemed. Some people call them the Emmys of very... Of the Oscars. Yeah, the The Emmys Emmys of the Oscars. Oscars. Uh, So we're giving away a lot of very important awards that are very prestigious. They're getting a lot of media buzz, people are wondering. A lot of hype. uh, hype. Who's nominated? Who's going to get these? And this week we are doing the Best Supporting Actor. Do you guys look up the internet like predictions of who's going to win? I actually found places to bet. Even though yeah. like I'm part of a very small voting pool, I'll yeah. still throw down a couple shekels. Yeah, I think it's super illegal. If but they want to take, if they want to take the bet, yeah, that's insider business. trading like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and if there's one thing I like to do like a motherfucker, it's insider trade. <laughs> if you want to insider trade, you can listen to this and then go to wherever other places are doing awards and then vote for those things based on this very specific subset of shows that we watch. I'm sure they're out there somewhere and bet on them. This week we're doing the best supporting actor. Are you guys ready for the nominations? So ready. I, I already know who's going to win. All In right. the bag. Your first nominee and last year's winner for this award from Preacher, Joseph Gilgan as Cassidy. I like that you say his last name in his accent. <laughs> Gilgan. 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 Joseph Gilgan. Yeah, he, Cass is so good. This oh, kid is so he's good. Probably the best part of the show. On throughout the season of Preacher, when we talk about it, which we have to do because this is yeah. what we do, um, it's the one that we, it's the one thing we all agree on is quality. Oh yeah, yeah. week and in, week out. This is this season is the best season for him, and these past two episodes have been the best two episodes. I watch the show now, and I'm so interested in what's going on with him. And that was never what was going on in the comic book. It's it honestly mm. like almost I want the show to be his. Yeah, now. I'm way more sure. invested in Cassidy's storyline than anyone else is. And he's he manages to be both the comic relief and like pulling a lot of the emotional weight on the show. Plus, they decided this year they were going to uh, like kind of dress him up like Tyler Durden and show <laughs> yeah. how incredibly sexy he is. <laughs> and it's been distracting because it used to just be he bled everywhere and was like wearing a a weird hat to like block out the sun. And lately he's just been like in undershirts and suspenders. Yeah. And, and those like a, jackets, those coats. Yeah. He's rocking the coats oh, yeah. just like Dirt and Wood. Yeah. It looks good. This is, the show is notoriously bad at B-plots. Yeah. So like uh, Hitler and Eugene. And then also this was the worst storyline in the comic books, right? Oh God, the, yes. Oh man. This they am Fong du Fong. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, it's killer B-plot and way better than the comics. All right, your next nominee from The Tick it's Jackie Earl Haley as the Terror. Yeah. I mean, he gave I us mean, that yeah. whiplash drum solo. He's got the great voice. He's already the won voice. a shishy? 
Uh, I believe. Did he win so. best villain? Yeah, best right. villain. Yeah, best villain. Gave us a little T. At which point we brought up the, his escape thing as the little T. Yeah, <laughs> he's so got a little T. We're we're on record as liking what this guy's yeah. putting down. Oh yeah, he's. I I think he's a he's an obvious nominee. Without doing any research or having any notes, nobody else has won two shushies before. So this yeah, would be that's huge. true in the history of the shushies. All right, you, for your next nominee from The Punisher, Evan Moss Bachrach. As microchip, I don't know if I did that correctly. That just came out. Yeah, microchip. Microchip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. said you sounded okay, it out. Yeah. You can, or you call them M chip if you want to. Brevity is your thing. Yeah. yeah. This is another thing where the comic book. This is a terrible character. This is like <laughs> yeah. not interesting at all. The comic's and just like, isn't it funny? He's fat. And yeah. No. He's kind of fat and bald and old, but uh, they but, younged him up and made him extremely compelling and very very funny. Mm-hmm. And, and the show saved day. the actor from his character yes. on Girls. Yeah. yeah. He honestly. Or he did. Yeah. Yeah. Just just having seen him on Girls, like if I had seen that guy in real life, I would have punched him yeah, in the face. You would have punched him right in the face. He's such a good actor. You yeah. just thought he was Desi. Yeah, but now I see, no, he's microchip. He's microchip. Now I finally realize he's microchip. We have I such a it. firm grasp on reality. Yeah, I get how acting This works. guy's microchip. He's good at doing sandwiches. Microchip <laughs> is funny in the world of the Punisher. Like microchip knows he's yep. making jokes in a way that I didn't know Marvel Netflix could do because they only yeah. gave us foggy. Yeah. It sucks. But then you're like, oh, there's real funny people in this world. Cool, cool. Don't you think, though, that sandwich scene would have been better? if he had like little tiny ruffles with the sandwich <laughs> it would have been tasty i'm so because they would have been no we're no we're wait, moving wait, on we're moving wait, on, on. Uh, your Taylor, next nominee I think we might have missed something okay sorry your next nominee i don't get it it's microchips, microchips. Oh, your, been next microchips. No. your next nominee from legion i don't get it <laughs> navid nikaban as amal farouk this is a rough yeah. list of uh, people you I'm know sorry. taylor all casting is getting diverse across all TV. You're gonna have to get better at this shit. I should have. Yeah. I, I think it's Navid Negaban. Ah, shit, I'm that. I'm butchering this so I'm bad. Sure I think sitting on this longer is what we should be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Amal Farouk was the best part of this season by and, a billion. And he got the shine because he wasn't in the last season at all. No. And so to no. come into this kind of killer ensemble. He was and just that weird, corpulent, it. big corner, yeah. like candy corn looking motherfucker. To, to lose that much weight. Corn on the cop? Yeah, because <laughs> I want to say candy corn, but then I almost said corn on the cop. <laughs> this candy this corn weird, on the cop. To lose that much weight from season one to season two. Is Method awesome. acting. That always gets you the award. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think he's a sure bet. And he had to act in like seven different languages. Yeah, which, which is, is difficult, and he nailed it. And he looked good in those sunglasses. Oh, those sunglasses were. Uh, can we give an award for best sunglasses? Because he wins. We he, should do a Shishi best sunglasses. He showed Morpheus what's up on cool sunglasses. Oh, it, look, I want those sunglasses. Like, I want to go out and find those sunglasses and buy a pair. I could not pull them off because, oh, like, just looking at my face. You just and, grab them and tug. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. don't use the super glue. <laughs> All right, your next nominee from Luke Cage, Mustafa Shakir. As Bushmaster. Bushmaster. He's you did great so on that name. Good. That one, I think you nailed. Yeah, I really did good. This to this much like gravitas in a bad guy, and it's not try hard. Let's be on the bad guy's side. It just is. I purely see his point of view and go, <laughs> wow. sure. You're giving him full Killmonger on this one. Yeah, well, dude, think, you were full on Killmonger. I think, but like, I'm not saying he's right, but I'm never like, what? You're crazy. You're Although, just being a bad guy. And we will get to this later, but we got the backstory for Bushmaster, and like, yeah. he's got a legit gripe. I mean, the thing is too is that I don't think this is just physical, but it's you can't take your eyes off him. Uh-huh. Like he just yes. demands your concentration well, the entire time he, he's on screen. He dresses like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He walks like a motherfucker. Like, and he's he, just got a great face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way his face yeah. sits on his head, I was looking at that. Like he looks like he is drawn. Like he just looks he's got such a great mug. So yeah. handsome. And he just he pu- he pulls off like that like stark emotion very well. Like mm-hmm. he's a, he's a pretty contained guy usually, but like with bursts of anger. The bursts end of, of this week's show 
if you weren't rooting for him at the end of this week, it was so weird because I have not been rooting for him because he's not a real Killmonger situation. But he was just so cool at the end of this week's uh-huh. show. It was like, ah, dude, good for dude. you, man. You did and it. And then every once in a while he's in a polo and smiles, and you're like, oh, let's go grab a coffee. <laughs> yeah, when he hangs out with just like his buddies at the jerk chicken <laughs> shack, like when they just like they just hang out, they talk. His friends like, you know, oh man, you are way too violent. And he's like, oh good, I'm taking that under advisement. Yeah, <laughs> when people say like, oh, I hate when people put heads on pikes. He's like, okay, good note. I'm gonna write that I'm down. I'm hearing that. I'm yeah. hearing that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Those are your nominees, gentlemen. No. Yep. Yeah. No, we didn't even say the clear winner. Well, Only I... one supporting actor has made us fall in love with Zima and Lemons this season. And is this is... another fucking Deke bit? We're doing... not a, it's not a bit. It's How's... not a bit. It's my life, How's... okay? Jeff Ward deserves to be on this not mountain. Mm. but <laughs> I guess he doesn't because he's not here. That is some horse cock. I am equally no. incensed, although I may not be able to sell it as well. I thought we all liked the Riddler. Is this a thing I'm doing completely alone? <laughs> yeah. I think we all kind of like the Riddler. And I just really like the Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler's nice. He's uh, nice to have. This has to be the fourth or fifth time you guys have brought up the Riddler and Deke. Yeah, I'd watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> the Riddler and Deke. Well, then, Riddler and Deke. I, I guess I have to bring up my Riddler slash Deke, which is Jeremy from Winona Earth is not yeah. on this list. No, that makes sense. What? Are you kidding me? He's the he's the worst part of that entire show. He's Fuck fine. off. He's great. Have he's you fine. seen that he's mustache? Great. Have you have you have you Taylor, I know this this is going to be hard to hear and I am only talking about Jeremy. But a mustache does not make up for a lack of personality or skills. Yeah, a mustache is not going to solve but all your problems. Did you see this week when he got hit in the head and then he said, "You smell like banana liqueur." Yeah, <laughs> I did not see that. I'm it's, glad. It's a great moment. Oh, Andrew Glad. His his introduction to his show was getting hit in the head and turning around and saying, "You can't bleed in here." <laughs> I think I'd see what's going on here. I actually love all five nominees. Uh-huh. If I had to pick somebody, it would be the guy who played Overkill from The Tick. I but agree with that. We're all picking the people who resemble us the most in TV comic book yeah, world. Super That's sexy, true. smart guy for me. Zima Bumble drinker over Zima there. <laughs> an, an, an IT guy with a mustache. <laughs> Ryan, but that was rude. Overkill. Yeah, kind of like grimdark, hardcore yeah. guy. All right. Push too far. Well, uh, Friends with Riddler, Riddler, Overkill, and Deke, are you guys ready to hear the winner? Let's yes. hear it. All right, and the winner is... For best supporting actor, once again, it is Joseph Gilgan, two-time uh, winner, two-time two-timer, two in a row. Yeah, he's great. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's he's doing a great job. Joseph, <laughs> come on down to the studio, get your award. We you can pick you. up the other one while you're here too. Right? Yeah, it's been here a year. It's kind of dusty. I'll, yeah, so pick up both of them. I do not want Joseph here. <laughs> if you want to come, pick up both of them. But I would like come and come as Cassidy. I yeah. don't know who Joseph Gilgan oh, is, but Joseph I want Gilgan him dressed as Cassidy. Is Cassidy? That's okay. why he's so good. We should do a spinoff show for the Patreon. That is talk about misfits because you'll just see baby Cassidy in misfits. This I think he's a Will Smith type. He only plays one actor or one character because that's just who he is everywhere. So then he shouldn't win the award. Let's take it away from him. No, he deserves it. All, All right, right. That's, it. That, that's decided. Jeremy has now been given default the award. No, nope. That is it. We are done with the shishies for this week. We will continue with the awards next week. Now we move on to our main segment where we talk about the episode three of season two of Outcast. Yeah. This week on Outcast, Sydney is building a new church and caring for the burned but alive kid from the trailer. Rev has saved Meg from her drowning attempt. She takes her daughter back to their old house, but both of them feel the leftover effects of her husband's suicide and possibly something more sinister. Meanwhile, 
Kyle and Rev track the missing demons to a junkyard where the sheriff has been abducting them in order to kill them. Gentlemen, I ask you this, specifically Greg, how are you feeling after watching a spooky, scary episode? Yeah, I personally found like it, it, that it wasn't that scary, and I think I kind of just lucked out. There were definitely creepy elements, and there were like a lot of like maybe like slam cuts where suddenly yeah. like someone was like thinking like, wasn't I just drowning in the lake? And then suddenly it's like them screaming underwater, I- and that that but. There wasn't that sort of like deep dread that you get with some horror, buddy. Once I think that <laughs> uh, you fucked me up. <laughs> I think that the one, you the major the set piece of this episode is "Little Girl Aquarium." Yeah, yes. Little Girl Aquarium. So we have that two is creepy phrase for one. <laughs> uh, the two parents in in insane asylum. Uh, Kyle has taken his daughter Haley. Kyle is yes. her father, played yeah. by Patrick. Fe- I'm just trying to explain yes. your explanation. Yes. Uh, Kyle's taking his daughter to visit their mom, who has bailed on life to go. To- she checked herself in after got possessed and choked Haley last season, and has yeah. not been in the show in the first few episodes. No, like ten episodes. Oh, really? Like, yeah, she was gone in the third episode of last season. And and so they're checking on her, and then this is reminding us that the demon things can just jump into whoever's bodies they feel like at that moment, which I did not know up to this point. So that was a good. Just, and they chose the fish. Haley's standing. <laughs> just the fish all turned uh-huh. as one and looked at Haley, which Evil I, just, I think fish. is just fucking terrifying. But yeah, the, the nurse Ratchet and one of the mental patients uh, did that, and then she used fucking voodoo. Yeah, force. It's yeah, it, right. Like, she stopped them by. Cause she's even more powerful than her dad. Yeah, but he doesn't know it yet. She because like, TV show. He instead just sends her out to do whatever she wants in the middle of an insane asylum. Yeah, no, go go entertain re- yourself. Just walk around here. Yeah, like they did that really like really creepy thing of a small person just standing very still, yeah. looking away from the camera, which they had also done just a second ago. Yeah, with the like the spooky little boy that Sydney then like sucks some life force out of mm. at the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't fully understand that bit. But uh, so the the black goo that comes out of people is demons. Yeah. So this is, I think, a new thing that Sydney, if he's weak, can feed on demons. Okay. He's like King Demon. He might be the devil. They haven't really made that. Yeah. Clear. They no. Call- it seemed like it was that was pretty clear when he was like patching up that kid or dabbing his burn. Yeah. It seemed like he, yeah, he they, dabbed on him pretty hard. Uh, but it seemed like he was, he gave that whole... The, the devil, in a lot of things, will always give the speech like, oh, you guys comment a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, because like, the Rev and Kyle call him the devil, I think. And then... Like he's, well, that is better than Sydney. Yeah, because because when they're like, yeah, oh, Sydney we, is just not a very the town like yeah. against Sydney. We gotta like, go yeah, get we're, Sydney. We're probably fine. Yeah, but so he's rescued. I think this is the first time this season we've established that that kid is not dead. Yes, because they we were going under the assumption that that was the body that they found in the burned down trailer earlier in the season. But now we know he was pulled out, and it was, I think he said, like, his aunt or something was the body. And this kid is now, like, on firmly on Sydney's team. And Sydney's kid, right? Nah, th- this kid is, like, the latchkey punk-ass kid from the town. Uh, he's a real yeah. piece of shit who saw Sydney kill somebody and went, I'm on that guy's side. Punk rock! <laughs> yeah! So a protege, then. Not yeah, a kid, but, but yeah. he went for his protege. He just found, like, some twerpy douchebag. Yeah. Like, he was just some punk 15. Yeah. He was bad. Bad to the bone, yeah, but sure. no more than that. Yeah, how about someone who like knows karate? Uh, right, uh, yeah. the very adult does not even have a yellow belt. Owns an assault rifle, which in America is like a there's diamond in dozen. West Virginia. With this, yeah. yeah, there's a lot Born of assault raised. rifles. <laughs> yeah, so like they're forming, I guess, like a new church and bringing in new people. And there's, 
I, it's weird to me. I don't fully understand his plan because they're trying to bring in new people, but then his assistant woman, uh, I think her name's Janet or Janice or something like that. All uh, assistants are. Yeah. Brings in her husband and he's like, he's helping us like bring some, st- some stuff in. And Sydney kills that guy and he's like, yeah. we don't need this guy knowing too much and we don't need people knowing what you're doing. But I was like, I don't fully get why. Well, it's it's Sydney's a control freak, and yeah. she brought somebody new to the space. So it was because he doesn't he want other people. He's not ready yet because because I think he is weak right. right now. He's not ready for people to come in and see what's happening. Okay, and that's sort that of how sense. you can tell he's weak is because it's not just like the fact that he needs all these demons, but his need to flex nuts all the yeah. time. Like if this was the powerful Sydney that we used to know. He doesn't give a shit. But now he's like, oh, I'll show you who's boss. Because he was like a big badass last yes. season. Oh, okay. I get yeah, it. he just would walk around in his creepy Now that hat. he's had some of that boy juice, do you think? Mm. Yeah, boy <laughs> juice makes everybody powerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now that he's got, he's filled up with the, now that he's the a yogurt boy juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the storyline with uh, Meg and her daughter going to the home where her husband had committed suicide. This was that whole bit. This is confusing to me because. Megan, they're making Megan make a lot of very stupid decisions. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's because she, that's what the script demands because she's, you know, in this fucked up place or because they just need more spooky set pieces. I, I think I fully buy her storyline because we ended last episode with her like going through the entire thing in her mind and thinking like, I just let this dude die and I was possessed by like demons and stuff and trying to commit suicide by jumping in the lake. And then that's the end of the episode is we see her get grabbed after she has decided to swim back up. And then we see in the beginning of this episode, it's Rev who's saved her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, it's fine. I was, I was like over it. But I feel like she is going through some serious shit and not thinking fully clearly. And she seems to have like PTSD possession. Like yeah. yeah. Every once in a while she'll blank and it's, well, and we've that's seen what the P stands for. Work in different ways yeah. where you're fully possessed i think if you're like yeah i'm fine with the darker force taking over and it's interesting people who fight it an interesting and i think very like realistic thing is that people who are possessed both the women who are possessed feel really guilty afterwards mm-hmm. even though it's like you're fucking possessed by a demon yeah. and as as crazy as that is i think that's what people would do because then at least you'd feel like you had control over the situation if you can be guilty over something then you don't feel totally powerless because but in this sorry in the same way that we have uh patrick Faggot's daughter more powerful than him. We have Meg's daughter saying, "Mom, what are we doing yeah, here, dude? Are you kidding yeah, me?" Hammering the and tiles like, down. I, and I fully understand her daughter's point of view and Meg's point of view because I feel like Meg is just trying to latch on because she now it's revealed in this episode it knows that she is pregnant mm-hmm. and is trying to just latch on to this is my home, this is where I raise my family. She's this nesting. Is where I go and like <laughs> yeah, and so I, I feel like she's going back there, but not in the full state of mind to fully take into account her, how her daughter is feeling about this whole thing. And I like that feels real and good to me. And I thought that was the best part of this episode. But are we saying just PTSD or that there is still a demon inside? I think there is. I think the moment where she's grabbing the gun Uh and is running outside and looks like she's about to kill herself. I think that is the demon taking over. I have to give it up though, to the door to door churches who came up and a lady runs out with a gun and does not look okay. And she's like, okay, Still gonna finish my spiel? No big deal. That's when you know you're like that's hardcore. good as training. Yeah, you're like you're like in with this whatever group you're in. You're like, yeah, this person needs this. I will say, I think that what the second season solidified is the ensemble. The first season, if Kyle and the Reverend on screen, it was hard to really care. And this bouncing around, I'm like, yeah, 
Let's do it. Let's hang out with these people for a while. And yeah. this is the first episode, I think, of this season. And Taylor, you've said like how confused you've been so far. Right. This is the one where I don't know why those first two episodes were the first two episodes. It was like they were trying to do the one and done still, even though we've decided that this is an ensemble show. And this felt a return to like, let's check in with everyone and settle down and have things make sense again. It did. This episode, I felt like everything clicked into place and I got what they were doing. And I felt like, I think the first two episodes were there just to reset. And they're like, we're not going to explain like past stuff. We're just going to get ourselves ready for what the rest of the season is going to be. And this is the episode where they're like, all right, we've laid enough groundwork. Let's check in with everyone where they were at when we last saw them. And I, and that made a lot more sense to me. Just overall though, like regardless of how many episodes of this show that you guys have watched, did you find this like as like a, an upper echelon of direction? Like, did you guys feel that this is a better directed show than typically? I think that this, this show and this episode in particular, even I think it shows a really good job of direction in like the scares and the way that they treat like the pacing of it, but maybe not necessarily like the performances and the like story arcs. Like if that makes sense, like the actual technical making of the show, I feel like is really great. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of really interesting and subtle stuff with like positioning the camera and there the camera moves. There was one point where the guy, it seemed like they were fainting and it's just like the world was going on. So yes. It was too scary for him. <laughs> that was there's, crazy. There's a part uh, where um, I think it gets away. It's a different type of feel because it is a horror show. But there's a part where uh, the mom goes to like look in a room and it goes to that overhead shot where you're looking down. That's like a very psycho shot. Mm. Uh, and that was very effective because that's just an uncomfortable shot. And yeah. so I, I feel like they used a lot of that. Like these really unsettling or like you said, like the fading away, like someone just, or like everything gets slanty all of a sudden. Or there's even like really subtle shots where like when uh, Meg's daughter came out to visit her at the lake, it like zo- sort of zoomed in, but lowered the camera angle so that it's looking very upwards at this little girl in a way that was unsettling and played with the like dynamics yeah and all of that stuff is really good the normal stuff that we think of when we think of directing like are these characters good like what's the like story like how's this all fitting together is okay like i think this it's just same old comic book tv shit yeah right yeah but i think it does this show does better with the subtle things it does with like how it Image, like imagines the frame of what we're seeing better yeah. than any other show. This the director of this was Howard Dooch, Dooch. Oh, the Dooch. Yeah. Um, who is he has directed movies? Not a great career, but he has. But in a couple episodes, there's an uh, episode directed by Ty West, who is like a legit oh, horror director. Ooh, I'm very excited for that. And just the fact that they're going out there and getting these guys as opposed to like CW shows, which I don't think care. Like directors are more of just yeah. managers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like to work for and directly for the producers. Right. right. Like do what we say right now. And, and that's a thing I think is different about this show than the other shows we watch is whereas I think most television shows, like the director is sort of just a guy that you can slot in. But with like shows like this, and especially like horror, I think directors and editors are more important than other shows because mm-hmm. you have to be able to pace that stuff and like do it effectively. And I think the show does. It's hard too because CW shows have this. There, there is a tone. There's a feel. Yeah. It's just cheese. You have to keep the cheese consistent. Whereas this, there is there is an eeriness that you feel. Like there is a tone that they're trying to work for. Yeah. All right. Well. That's all the time we have for Outcast. Outcast is on Cinemax. 
so on silly. Friday nights. It almost is, it sounds like a joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's on Cinemax, you guys. Uh, so watch that show. It's uh, it's a pretty good show. <laughs> I like yeah. it. All right, that's it. Was it was worth watching, for yeah. sure. That's it for our main event. Now we're going to move on to the tape-in, where we get a little bit looser. All right, now we're here in the tape-in, the part of the show where I kick back and just let loose. And usually, this is the part of the show where I just do some like dumb bullshit and make you guys jump through some hoops and do some stuff. But uh, I'm not going to do that this week. Instead, I've brought a special guest who uh, hit me up. He sent me an email and wanted to come in and pick our brains for a little bit. So now I will uh, just let him take the floor. All right, guys. Hello. My name's uh, Monsieur Pamplemousse. I am from the French division. I'm the diplomat for uh, all of you guys' uh, podcast division. I'm here representing your sister French show, uh, the Super Hero. Oh, the French guys. accent is so romantic and sexy. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't so sound southern at all, no matter what people say. <laughs> uh, basically, I'm just here. Uh, I'm going to check in with you guys. We are, uh, as you probably know, your sister show in France is highly influential. People love it over there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the only podcast, right? Yeah, and they are actually in charge now of uh, giving the network shows that they want to see. Shit. Uh, so... Uh, they They're kind of like our more successful brother. Well, I, well, listen, buddy, I wouldn't say that. I think, but you guys we'll say that. Job. We will all definitely yeah. say if that. If you well, said I mean, it, I would yell. I at mean, you. hey, I, the house I don't rules. even know you. House rules, am I right? The way my family works, I didn't know you could have a more successful brother. I thought that was <laughs> your role. Uh, so, uh, what I'm, what I came here to do is they are actually out of superheroes. They don't know a whole lot of superheroes. So I came to pick your guys' brains mm-hmm. and see like what American shows do you think would be great if we took uh, French versions and moved them over to that show? What, what do you think the French versions of shows that would work out uh, over there for them to talk about? Any, uh, any ideas? And this is just like an open sort of thing. Just bounce any ideas. I no got wrong one. Answers. I, I think I got one. Do you yeah. guys uh, mind if I jump in here? It's, it's sure. Gr- uh, Greg, jump in uh, here. am I right? Greg? I'm Greg, yeah. All right, Greg, uh, give sort me one. Sort of fan favorite. Yeah, all right. Uh, so the French, I know a lot about French people. The French really oh, yes. like... N- name me three facts about French people. I uh, love this game. Okay. Number, frog legs. Number one, they love frog legs. Harry Pitts. That's, that's very true. Number two, uh, they all get off work for the Tour de France. That is that is very true. I love Tour de France week. And number three, they all have their own individual you, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> that uh, That is actually a myth. That's a myth. Uh, every the fact that that's a myth is actually a hoax. Oh, only, <laughs> only, only parents have Eiffel Towers. Kids get them whenever they get married. Well, sure, when they get they, they have their yeah. So that's a little little France otherwise. fact. Yeah, you don't want kids running around with their own little towers. So, uh, because of the French people so love absurdity, I think that they would love Legion because it's it's bonkers. It's off the wall. There's a character that speaks in French every once in a while, oh. which is very important uh, to French people. L- La Légion. Yeah, yeah those motherfuckers there you go. love their language. There you go. And uh, the way I would change it for the French, I wouldn't do a lot, but I think i just give everybody a beret and a baguette. Oh, okay. You're taking racist. both ideas? We only yeah. had two I- I additions. Also, well, I also took the Eiffel Tower thing. You know what? You know what? I love this idea because, one, it shows that you're an appreciator of our culture. Yeah. And I love that. Big fan of that. If we and, could, uh, just based on their attitudes, too, if we could put giant green middle fingers everywhere <laughs> oh, and yeah. never explain what those mean. Is that a thing with the French? Tell me, France, French, French ambassador. Because I oh. know like the, the British do like the two fingers. Oh, well, uh, that's a thing. Uh, every Bastille Day, we yeah. all uh, paint all of our hands green, and we just give the big old middle finger to God. What day is Bas- love culture. When is Bastille Day again? Uh, Bastille Day is uh, in June. It's July is 14th. It, is it July. true on Bastille Day all they can play is... 
that one song. The one that goes, hey, oh, but oh, you didn't have to cut me <laughs> off. That's, that's, such a good that, that's correct. We, we play Gautier's Bad Blood. <laughs> that's 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 the song that we play every year on Bastille Day. And this would be called Legionnaire. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Avi. Yeah, it's, it's a French foreign French Legionnaire. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's. I think that's the name that we'll give it over there. I love that idea, Greg. Great yeah. idea. You're a good idea, man. I love it. Just shooting love from it. the hip, guy who may not have introduced himself. Oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Did I not introduce myself? My name is Monsieur Pamplemousse. Oh, no, okay, you did say that. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't think you, that would be a name. I just want to hear you say it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I work for Lacroix International. Anyway, anyone, uh, anyone else got yeah, any ideas? Yeah, I got one. Uh, I think the show would be called Le Sharp, and because uh, Oliver Queen, I think, could fit in very well in the French land. I, classic, you, you classic. You take that leather on, throw on a cloak and a cape. You, he hangs out Love in those it. caverns that are stacked in skulls instead of like a high tech thing. Uh, the catacombs. Yeah. So a little more back to Robin Hood roots of what kind of baddie he is. And he has finally in live action the full Van Dyke because I do think the French would appreciate a good Van Dyke. And you know we've been looking for a way to introduce the Van Dyke into French television for a long time. Aww. It hasn't. We haven't been able to do it because there's like copyright laws with the sure. Dick Van Dyke show, and our France One channel has the rights to that. But they it just expired, so we've been looking for a new property. And this is the perfect opportunity. I'm glad that you're keeping up with French television yeah, news. Yeah, I know what they like. This is oh, wow. You guys are giving me some and great ideas right now i can't wait to see all the shots because there's not a lot of i think there's one tall building in french in france so like the one of him just constantly arrowing up the eiffel tower i think will be really iconic i i agree and as a matter of fact i'm gonna write down in my notes here that we should just make that the cover and it's gonna happen in every episode Mm -hmm. this is this is gold that you're spinning out you guys anyone else anyone else got some got some ideas i got a weird show Oh, uh, Ryan? One of my... Yes, it is Ryan. And I think you know that as a big fan of the superhero. Winona Earp is one of my favorite shows. But it's about the Wild West of America. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that translates to France. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, What was the Wild West like in France? Uh, The frontier days of France. Well, it was a whole lot of uh, people being kind of racist. Oof. Was that like the Wild North? Were they fighting Gaul? Or were they Gaul? They were Gaul. Okay, so they're fighting the Saxons? The Gaul. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, we beat the shit out of a bunch of Saxons, and then they beat the shit out of us for a while, and then a lot of intermixing happened, actually. And now we're Parisian. <laughs> good, good for you guys. Okay, so I got one. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, you're still doing yeah, yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Pitch, what, pitch me on your French version of this American West show. I'm, I'm into it. So the Wild West is not going to uh, work with you guys, So our Correct. Wild West. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Doc Holliday. Who is a, a huge hero in our world, but you guys probably don't know what it is. We call him uh, Dr. Ulidi. Okay, so you do know him. Good. Yeah. We're going to put him in a bathtub full of soapy bubbles. And he's just going to scream out French gibberish and teach us all how, teach you guys all how to learn French language. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty I, good. I, I, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I, I, I love your enthusiasm, big guy. Uh huh. I don't know that I understand what. Like, where's the generator here? What's, what's, what's going on? Like, uh, explain to me. Does it make uh, more sense if we put him in blackface? Is that the kind of thing that you guys are looking for? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I have wow. to pass it by the. I have to pass I'm it surprised, by the friend. Explain I'm to me like a, a general episode of this show. Okay, so he just sits in a bathtub that's full of suds. Okay, he's in a bathtub full of suds. And then he'll say, like, uh, the lobsters are taking a poop in French. And then the crowd will laugh and yeah, laugh and laugh and laugh. I don't care what you're not getting about this. I, you know what? Maybe it's a thing that doesn't translate uh, 
in, in, in my culture. Should but we you know do what? it? I'll pass it by and see whether maybe it's something that it's lost in translation, but when I tell it to them, they'll love it. That's Should oh. we do it in like he says English gibberish? Yeah. Would that be better? Possibly. But I the ho 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 is very important. Is that is that here's the, here's the thing offensive? that you guys should know about me. I'm not that good at the French language myself. Uh-huh. That's shocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I could buy that. my mother was Canadian and I don't like my father. Yeah. So we got a lot of that on this show. Yeah. Canadian moms and don't like our dads. Yeah, so uh, maybe it's a it's an actual you have to speak the French language and I can tell. You guys, men of culture, definitely speak the French How'd language. How'd you get this job? Oh, well, uh, as I said, I work for the Lacroix Corporation <laughs> that made the soda. Yeah. Oh, and wow. uh they're just they just run France. So uh I guess I just got put in charge of this and uh I'm I'm sort of the podcast diplomat. I always talk about how I'm listening to the Lacroix podcast. Yeah, the we don't have it, but the management doesn't know that. Is your official title the Lacroix bra? No, I wish it was. I've been uh, pitching that to them for a long time, and they won't do it because they, they don't get like the joke because they speak French and bra isn't. Yeah, you need to know both languages to get yeah. why that's the best. Yeah. So, uh, all right, guys, I think, I think we've got – did you have one more? Did we do it? Okay, I was thinking, you know, Riverdale takes the Archie comics, so beloved in America. Oh, man, we love Archie. And gives them like sort of a sexy, violent, dramatic makeover. And if there's one thing that we in France love – it is sex and violence. But I was thinking a different. I was going to take it in a different direction, which is love that. Too. Bring in some of that French, like existential, sort of like ennui, disaffection, black and white, sort of like stu- like student film quality. So everyone's Jughead. So yeah, everyone's sitting in corners like life. She is the most terrible lesson of all. Hmm? And like smoking a cigarette in that European way, underhanded. And everyone's They're also got, underhanded. Yeah, everyone's got turtlenecks, and of course, they'd all be wearing berets and holding baguettes. The hardest part <laughs> of it is that when you go, hmm, at the end of the sentence, yeah. it's actually not rhetorical. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks it is, but they want you to answer. Uh, is life actually the hardest you. thing? You think they're judging yeah. you, but you th- they're really just waiting for the answer. You think you are free when really we all trapped, huh? See, that you inspired me is, so the Archie comics was very wholesome and old school, sure. and they made sexy and CW and violent. I think taking that... River Dailiness and applying it to Tintin, which I believe is a French comic. Oh yeah, and making Tintin CW style. Okay, uh, that's, the, a, the that's actually reboot. that's actually Dutch, but I love the way you're going. I it's love where you're. French. I love where your head's at. It is. We're basically the same. So now Tintin is a teenager traveling the world and just fucking Tintin. in every town he's in. Oh, I love to watch Rin Tintin fuck. All right, that is all the time I have. I'm going to take these back to France and give these to my guys. Guys. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm going to give these to your sister podcast, and they are going to love talking about these in a much more successful podcast. All right, bye, guys. (laughs) I'll see you later. Talk to my agent. Bye. Send Taylor back. All right, well, uh, thank you to Monsieur Pamplemousse for coming in and doing that. Uh, That is it for the tape in, guys. We're all out of time. But now we're going to move on to the pull list, part of the show where we talk about every other show. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off, starting us off, heading right into the weekend, <laughs> is Preacher. On this week's episode of Preacher, Jesse decides to introduce Star to Grandma, Tulip, Featherstone, and Jody have to fly to Osaka, and Cassidy's new vampire boyfriend turns out to be an asshole. Taste buds, it finally feels like we're getting the threats we need, so I ask you to do this. Rank these characters on a threatening scale. Acarius, Star, Grandma, Allfather. Okay, well, for me, All Father has to be the most. Because he sits on those heads? 
Yeah. And All fathers be sitting. He's the head of like the most powerful organization on Earth, which is weird to remember that that's what Gra- Grail is because they poke fun at it so much, but it is like, you know, they, they can do everything. They have their fingers in all the pies. And he's got this thing where Star is evil, but consistent. And so I like that. I can get down with yeah. that. All Father, like, I don't know what he's going to do and why he's going to do it. And that freaks me the fuck out. But my next one is Star. Yeah. Because I think Star is ultimately going to be the force that takes out the All Father and so it becomes the All Father. Uh, and then after that, it would be Grandma. Because I think that she's so fucking scary and no one takes her seriously, but she does that blood magic, and which is like voodoo, I guess, but specifically hers is blood magic, and that's always so cool. And then last would be Acarius. If Acarius were, were doing what he pretends to do, which is set up little like vampire operations all over the world, I would be afraid of him. But instead, he's just like, no, I want to be the only cool vampire. So he puts these people who are supposed to fly, and by flying, it's not the romantic thing he does with Cassidy, no. but instead it's flying in an airplane to set up franchises, Fight Club style. And the show tips right away that something obviously ominous is going on, because everybody's so excited about it, and you never see the person ever again, and it's like, oh yeah, this is like a scary short story thing. And in this episode, we get Lucy, I can't remember her name, but the one who... Uh, like the sweet one that, yeah, Cassidy, that Cassidy went on a date with yeah. on Vampire Tinder. So she gets to fly, and it turns out you just sit in like a sedan or a station wagon, and he just eats you and then burns you to death. Yeah, it drags you out to like a, a place where there's a bunch of other burnt bodies. So I guess his threat would be directly only if you think that something bad can happen to Cassidy. Yeah. Which we don't. Yeah, I mean, I, because it feels like instead it's going to be the big challenge Cassidy has to overcome. It, it, it's First of all, I loved this episode, I have to say. I thought it was very, very good. I did too. Everything really moved forward, and it, there was a lot of compelling sort of issues. One of them is Icarus is like teaching Cassidy you don't have to hate yourself, uh, that there's no reason to not accept who you are and you're beautiful and wonderful. And Cassidy falls for that and falls for Icarus and they become boyfriends. Uh, but then clearly Icarus actually totally self-loathes, oh, yeah. hates vampires, and is like a vampire vampire. Clearly eats vampires and that's part of why he's so powerful. And all that happening within just like a couple minutes where he gets Cassidy to be like, okay, I love myself. And then you find out he's a big piece of shit. I thought it was a very good piece of showcraft. Um, but yeah, it, it, he's not really a threat to Cassidy because I really don't think he's going to eat Cassidy and the show's going to be over. I think he might legitimately dig Cassidy. The thing that, oh, really? Yeah, because I think he's never run into another vampire who's lived before. It's just like, or not for a while, anyway. He's just running into the vampires. He's turned and then turned and burned. I think that the the thought that it gave me was that now we have a clock, finally. Now yeah. we're up against, like, Cassidy's in trouble. And there's a, there's a great phone conversation between Tulip and Cassidy where Tulip calls him and says, Hey, just so you know, bud, we still love you. We're yeah. coming for you. And he's like, yeah, I don't. And he doesn't mean this. You can tell he doesn't mean this. But, like, I'm 180 years old. Yeah. I've burned through a billion uh, Jesse's and Tulips, I don't give a shit, and then hangs up the phone. But now we have a reason for Jesse and Tulip to get the fuck out of Dodge and get to Cassidy. Yeah, and we're, yeah, we're almost, it's all, it really is, you can see the end in sight. And there's going to be a lot of action before we get there, and probably some attrition. The problem is, this episode was called Hilter. Yeah. Um. So the A plot was the- great, and the B plot was great. Joseph Gilgan won an award tonight because of how partially uh, this B plot was great. But Eugene and Hitler are still in the fucking show. Yeah. I actually thought this there was some okay Hitler in this. He seems so into running his little subway franchise. 
And then you find out he is still Hitlering out. He's like trying to put together a Reich, and you see him give a little speech. And his boss calls him Hilter. Mm-hmm. His name tag clearly says Hitler. His friends call him Mark. Uh, but then you see him designing like the the next Reich. So I didn't actually hate Hitler. I just I can feel the writers' room scrambling to figure out how to fit those two into yeah. the rest of the show. Yeah, it might be time just to dispense with that. And I'm not a huge fan of the Saint of All Killers on the show either because he does a lot of being ominous but not doing much, and his look is so obviously copped from the Undertaker. If the Undertaker were on the show, uh, but that's not on the table, Ryan. What show would you not like if the Undertaker was on it? Like Jeopardy? Like what would you, what would be a lesser show because the Undertaker was on it? PBS News Hour. Uh-huh. I don't think with would, Jim Lehrer. Yeah, I don't think there would be a lot of benefit to getting the Undertaker. I disagree. I think it would be a better show. Oh, I think they boil down the events of the day into one hour, and I think that if you bring in the Undertaker. That's going to be too much. Uh, check, please. Speaking That's of the Undertaker. For Preacher, <laughs> guys, do you have moments of the week? Man, there's two. I'm just going to do two. Fuck you. Wow. Uh, well, one, fine. One is... Fuck uh, your rules! Uh, the guy in the grail who is not Featherstone and who is not Star, but the other guy whose name I can't remember. Be- the guy from Better Off Ted. He has to go find like a vampire killing force, and so he goes to this church. And then he goes into the basement, and it's just nuns and priests in their full garb, like, working out and working the speed bag and stuff. And that was funny. But my favorite moment was they, they tell Tulip she has to have a certain alias. And she says, no, the only alias I use is Marnie Pomerantz. <laughs> and, and Jesse's like, yeah, she's only Marnie Pomerantz. <laughs> and his earnestness there really stole it for me. And the way for the other guy, the other not Featherstone, to get to the basement was to say the code word. which it, He just gets into the confession booth, and he confesses. I want to wear Miley Cyrus's skin like a fur. Like a pelt. Or like a pelt. And that's the priest is like, all right, and clicks her down. Uh, mine was just, Cassidy's gone from our main crew, and that's a lot of rapport that's gone. And Star, I thought Star and Jesse filled it. Yeah. Like, they work really well together, and they gave us a little bit back. Um, they're going back to find the soul. They're going to steal the souls from the All-Father. And Jesse's like, uh, well, is, it, is there a lot of security? And Star is like, oh, no, it's very easy to get. Just yeah. walk in. It'll be no problem. They're <laughs> very good together. Just some souls. All right. That is it for Preacher. Preacher is on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show is Luke Cage. Surprising nobody, Luke climbs out of that river pretty easily. Oh, his man. His life flashes no. before his eyes. What was it, second 30 of the episode? <laughs> no, second 30 seconds. This sends him to his father to make amends where he discovers Piranha has run off. And then later, the PD discovered Piranha has been eaten by Piranhas. Bushmaster opens Harlem for business and burns Mariah's <laughs> house down. But Luke swoops in and saves her. Taste buds, I ask you this. Has Luke, has Luke Cage purposely lost its morality and that's why he's teaming up with Mariah? Or are the writers just like, isn't it fun to smash action figures together? Well, I thought it was interesting that the last words are, she's I want to hire you. And yes. he looks up and he's like, hmm, yeah. heroes? Like some sort of what? For hire? And clearly it would be, I am a gangster. But she wants to go legit. We know she wants to go legit because every single episode so far this season has been like, I would like to go legit. All she has to do is sell that Basquiat, which she, she keeps saying not do. the city is closed for business. Yeah, she, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, Harlem is closed for business. Uh, but I think... This is just a moment in a show where they toy with morality. Like, what if he went down this dark path? Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's actually going to. I've been trying to think because, like, it makes sense for the, like, Venom and Spider-Man team up because Carnage is even worse than Venom. Yeah. I don't know if the, the show has made a good argument that Bushmaster is that much more evil than Mariah. Not she's even the head on Spike thing. That was more so, gruesome and theatrical, but she's killed way more than, yeah, than Bushmaster has. But it's point. the superpowers. 
that Mariah doesn't have any superpowers. So, so she's safer to deal with? Season one was interesting because it was like, how do you take on gangsters mm. versus superpowers? And now you have both. And so now you team up gangsters and superpowers. Plus he's into Tilda. Right. Who also could have dragged the chair out at least who just watched her mom yeah. and her mom was choking by the smoke and she's just like oh no that's one of those scenes where the writers put it on paper and then as actors you're standing in the room and the, the actress is just like why wouldn't i just i just grab her and pull her out they're like oh no struggle with the ropes why why would you do that that's a terrible plan of bushmaster to let her be free and then be like see if you can save your mom and it's like yeah she can look she's doing it right now i <laughs> love how bushmaster has a james bond villain voice in that. <laughs> he did go through a powerpoint of his whole plan which felt un- Bushmastery. But it, you also finally got his history, which was nice. And we referenced Killmonger earlier. Uh-huh. He's got a Killmonger style legacy. But he's like the for, he's from like the forgotten part of the, the, the group. It's cool. The Savage Land. But it's exactly what nothing was surprising. There's no. been enough hints that I guess why not say that? I remember in the where we're like, not what mystery. In the beginning, I was like, I'm fine with mystery, I don't care. But now I'm like, it wasn't a twist. It, you just said the thing I thought eight episodes in. You know Stokes. What? Her last name is Stokes. Yeah, we fucking get it, buddy. You know, uh, I like his the Bushmaster's last name is Mick Iver. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. when he's running out of the house, she's like, MacGyver! MacGyver! <laughs> I hate you, MacGyver! Uh, I thought MacGyver was going to swoop down out of the sky to save her. Yes, my lady. I know we're all Alfred Woodard fans. Yes. And we all... We proved that. ...want to grow up to be Mariah when we get older. Sure. But were you guys, like, as fans of the show... Were you guys rooting for Mariah to get got? Like, yeah. is it time? I, I don't know what the character's adding anymore. And it, unless it's doing a uh, real people in power don't have to scream they're in power. Did somebody say that in this episode or is that something else from this week? No, I uh, think, didn't Shade say that? Probably, because she stabbed a guy in a hand because people aren't loyal enough. Yeah. Is that going to spot? Like, I think she better burn away. I don't need a third season with Mariah. I, I kind of hope that she will come back and that she will be able to come out on top but if she's i want that to happen or or for it not to happen soon because that is like the the she is the character most spinning her wheels because it's like they have her on a different timeline than everybody else and that's just unfortunate either die or Mm -hmm. or win right because this is the second season is on bushmaster's shoulders whereas the first season is what mariah carried Check, please. No, I had so much more to say. We don't get to talk about real show stuff because Ryan is a butt munch. That's exactly what happened. Moment <laughs> of the week. Uh, we got another great Comanche and Shades. My moment. Uh, a bunch. I mean, they, they this this season has painted so many more Shades of Shades that was beautiful. Ugh. And I like this actor and character now. 50 and Grays of Shades. There is uh, emotional moments, but it has to be, if it can't be when they're their death scene, it's the... But it Command. can be when they're destined. Yeah, but I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> like, that's my moment. Yours because that's yours, I'm going to say a little moment earlier when they're at the bougiest brunch place in Harlem. <laughs> uh, Command, she's like, he probably cries watching This yeah. Is Us. And Shades says, I cry watching This Is Us. <laughs> yeah. that, allowing Shades to be more than a douche who puts on sunglasses all the time and make jokes, I, I'm for it. That actor has the ability to do yeah. that. Yeah. Shades, for me, is a harder sell than Danny Rand, as far as the Marvel Netflix goes. Like, I have hated this character since day one, but this was the episode where... like. He got hurt. Like, he got real emotionally yeah. hurt. And I, I saw it. And so the death scene where they're 
Comanche sees Shade shoot him. It's not yeah. like, oh, Shades, I'm shot. I don't know who did it. <laughs> uh, but they're still willing to go through that like one on one and like figure shit out between each other. That was my moment of the they week. They are lost loves and and the fact that like that whole scene, Shades was hurt, and so the actor had to act more. But it also for the first time proved how dangerous Shades is because yeah. he's walking through his plan while he's doing it. Or just like uh, Star has a set of rules, uh-huh. can't let emotion crack the rules. Uh, shout out to musical guest Stephen Marley. Absolutely killed it. Musical moment that was the best of the entire show, though, was Bushmaster walking into the club. You know I'm a, a Mariah fan. I hope she comes out on top. But when he walks into that club with the suit that you saw getting tailored uh-huh. earlier and goes up and stands in the balcony, and it's like, I guess the rules are, it's like goblin rules. They walk <laughs> in and they beat up the guards, and so they're like, oh, I guess this is your club now. Uh, but that moment of his ascendancy, oh, yeah. literal and figurative, is pretty awesome. All right, Luke Cage is on Netflix just all the time. Go watch it. Uh, your final show this week is Winona Earp. This week on Winona Earp, Dolls is for sure dead, and Winona and the gang are each dealing with their grief in their own way. Doc goes numb, Winona gets selfish, Nicole remembers past trauma, and Waverly tries to hold everyone together. An old homie of Dolls shows up, and the group is unsure whether to trust him or not, because he is a cishet white dude, and honestly, it's just good practice to make sure those types prove themselves. Put a gun on him. <laughs> After a cathartic fight against some revenants, and much ado about postage, our heroes come back together, and Doc bangs a vampire. Oh yeah, Doc banged that ridiculously hot vampire. Yeah! Rad! So gentlemen, I ask you this, is Doc gonna be in big trouble for banging that vampire? Oh, such big, big trouble. Right? That's because he goes out with Winona Earp. Winona is definitely the kind of person who's like, I don't care, I don't, I'm too cool, and then totally cares. Yeah, yeah. and did it during but the dolls' morning. Yeah, Th- this is why you need clearly communicated, defined boundaries in relationships. If we could get one therapist in with this, they're group, doing this 19 year old bullshit of I don't want to be lame and say we should just be together. Yeah. We're not labeled. We're not labeled. And, and okay, so that she means is walk- fuck other people. Now that dolls is dead, she I feel like is a lot more forthright about like no, I loved that guy. Yeah, that was the one I loved. He was the one I was really in love with. Death will do that. So then, yeah, no, I get that. A little death will do you. So then. Doc, who probably also honestly is glamored because she's a vampire, and so she could just look at you and be like, "But she uses it." Uh, look at you che- making excuses yeah. for the white man. Wait, yeah. is but it also, cheating if it's your wife? I was gonna say that you Doc haven't seen is that married. Years? <laughs> like it's his wife. Like it's fine. If you're in a full fledged other relationship with the mother of your child, then yeah, yes, I think it's I would, cheating. I would think so. Yeah, and like, is he? You are technically. But he I is, mean, right? Here's the thing. Okay, so... The, it's just rude. It the, is rude no matter what. The relationship situation between Doc and Winona is that they were sort of a thing, and then Winona decided sort of to go with dolls over Doc, and then when the baby left, which wasn't really Doc's baby, but he was treating it like the it baby was left. His. I love that idea, the baby left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here, you guys. Yeah, I'm going to text left, an Uber. <laughs> I think Doc pulled away, so Winona was more with dolls and Winona was sort of dating dolls. I wish Doc had pulled away nine months ago. <laughs> but so now I think Doc is they are not dating, but they still have that energy. Yeah. And I feel like Winona's still gonna be pissed, but I sure but when Doc is like But on paper she has no right to be. She's, she's, she's my it's wife. Beautifully high school. Maybe on paper, but if if Winona reacts to this, like I think she will, like this is gonna be the drunkenest dick binge in the history oh, of time. Sure. Oh, that's gonna be good TV. <laughs> it really is. What, what, what I love about this show is it, it's super silly and quippy. And this is a real emotional thing that everybody has been through, is this is not defined and we're going through an emotional thing. But it's also that Winona Earp is having a pretty accurate, here's how five different people deal with death. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous. And they didn't 
they didn't really put too much of a hat on it. I don't oh, think so. I know? thought it was like, I mean, I know we give all of these shows like a break because they suck. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> this isn't something that I've seen a lot before of no. like, instead of having one person go in the corner and cry a whole bunch uh-huh. and then everybody else gets to go on an adventure, yeah. everyone took a route Moment. of mourning and it was great. Waverly yeah. trying to be like, well, plan the party. Should sandwiches, sandwiches, sandwiches. Yeah. sandwiches. sandwiches. Those motherfuckers eating some sandwiches. But her being like, is this wrong to be hungry when dolls will never eat again? Like, <laughs> oh man. Her, her, like just Waverly. who are you guys? I'm a major Waverly. Anything goes wrong, major I'm like, yeah, in the um, kitchen. Major Waverly. Yeah, I'm gonna be the one like consensus building and try to bring everyone together. I I, I like I th- I don't know. I'm a I'm dolls like, usually. Yeah, you're just dead. you're just you're the, the one we're morning. But Doc being like, you don't think I'm emoting like freaking out and yeah. throwing the bottle at the wall because Waverly is trying to police how he grieves. It and then Jeremy nuts up and gets in Winona's face, which is not a thing we saw. Well, that was, that was rad. Jeremy, way to have principles. That's so but cool. Jeremy's breaking because like he was a big dolls fan. Like they right. were bros. They were super partners. And he's saying, "Okay, throw myself into my job. Don't think about anything. Like everybody else is being ridiculous with their morning, and just I'm in a science, science, science. Uh-huh. That is a tactic, yeah, for sure. But then it, for him to say, "Oh, it's easier to blame the science guy instead of the dead dragon who like his." I it was a good Jeremy fucking Jeremy. Yes. How about this though? If you see that your lab is ransacked. Check for those revenant drugs first. Yeah. Don't be like banana liqueur. What? There, there go was right a, to the revenant drugs. There was no previously on, at least that I I didn't watch it. And there's a certain <laughs> point that it zoomed in. I was like, what's that broken egg I was, crate? I was <laughs> like, like, is that a phylactery? Is there a lich around here? That I was like, oh, okay. Someone's beakers got broke. I, d- I did really enjoy that moment though when he discovers that the serum is gone. And he says, they're like, it's gone? It's like, it's gone. Like the girl in Con Girl, both the book and the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tortured line, but it was pretty funny. And oh, I love it. Well, there was, Winona Earp is just the queen of tortured, tortured lines. lines. There's yes. there that. There was a, she said duty. Yes, she did. <laughs> like, yes, we're grieving, did. but we have to make a moment for that. But in the meantime, we also, like, a different morning pathway was hot, which was, uh, this was my, like, commiserating partner, because uh-huh. we've both been through all of this trauma, and then we got all of Hot's backstory, which was a lot of right. fucked up backstory. Yeah. Yeah, and like, then Waverly says the thing that we were all thinking is, like, I couldn't have one normal person yeah, in my yeah. life. <laughs> Does everybody have a secret life? How excited were you guys that that uh, white dude got back on the bus and fucked out of town? Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Not, one I episode, don't please. Replace dolls yeah. with a fucking white bread white dude. I thought Jeremy th- thought he was going to be a staple of the show. God damn it. it. I did in that scene, though, is the part where I was like, fuck, they're going to give us this guy for the rest of the show. And I was so angry at the show. And I shouldn't have been because I should trust that Winona Earp knows what I want. Was it, and it's not this guy. Is that a thing with the show where everybody comes in on the bus? I think they've played I don't it remember up. it. It's I think the, they've played it Because it's like a thing season. that happens the now came every season. People because, come in on a bus and then they leave on a bus. Because look, there's no direct route to Purgatory. Yeah, yeah. You have to kind of get there on a Greyhound. The, the very first episode of the series, Winona comes in on a bus. Yeah. And I feel like last season they didn't do it because they moved away from the Freak of the Week sort of scenario because yeah. they had sort of an overarching big bad for most of last season. But I think this season they are sort of doing a bit where they're like, yeah, whatever. Bad stuff comes in on a bus because we've killed off all the stuff also, that's in town already. have you ever been to a bus stop? Bad stuff comes in on a yeah, bus. Yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> I am sure. Listen, and now, on some, a of bus. My, some of my worst experiences have been in a Greyhound bus station. <laughs> yes. It's real bad. The worst diarrhea happens in a Greyhound bus station. Oh. <laughs> Speak on that. <laughs> I, I would rather not. Let's not. Uh, uh, a relationship I love that they are deepening is everybody's up Winona's butt. Everybody loves Winona except for Hot. And now that Hot is more and more comfortable in the group and with Waverly, the more she's doing it openly. 
and her just be like, tough love time. And she's yeah. like, you don't have a mo-. the the line was you don't have a monopoly on the grief we all feel was just such a verbal punch to the face. Ooh, it was fuck my Nona, dude. Fuck, That's good. why hot is the best is yeah. because she will everyone like kowtows to whatever Winona wants or needs. She was like, hey, bitch, shut up. We're all sad, you dumb twat. And yeah. she fixed it. Yeah. yeah. Winona yeah. was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, it was a, they didn't get in a fight, like a fist fight or anything. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's turned like a pretty hacky who has my sister's affections more yeah. into a, like a deep, awesome relationship. And that's how you can tell Winona's not a dude because a dude would have said, well, that's a good point, but I still have to kick the shit out of you mm-hmm. right now for saying that to me. You know, technicality. All right. Well, I hate to say it, but we are out of time. Let's get your moments of the weekend. Uh, one, that funeral, that whole funeral scene was way more affecting than Winona Herb has a right to be. But it's the uh, Nicole wants to be eaten by vultures and pooped out again. Hardcore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hardcore. Uh, for me, it's when uh, Contessa is like swooping, Cataline is like swooping around the house and waving these like, who is it? What's going on? Is it a hot goth? And then she <laughs> runs out and she's like, who was that hot woman? <laughs> or she's like, the hot woman stole her thing. And Waverly's like, okay, you don't yeah, have to keep calling her Yeah, we get it, dude. <laughs> but uh, honestly, she's very hot. <laughs> oh, that was great. It's noteworthy. Uh, we've already hit the ba- banana liqueur a bunch of times. Yep. I think the actual response was, uh, Jeremy offers Doc, is it Doc, banana liqueur? Uh-huh. And he says, what a polite but baffling yeah. question. <laughs> Because it is a weird thing to offer someone. But since it, we hit that... Do it like Doc would, because Doc says things so beautifully. I love theme song play. And they watered down... De- like, they slowed down, yeah. and they made the theme song sad for this episode. That was adorable. Morning. That that was my moment of the week. If if that one's taken, though, I will uh, proffer. Uh, at the beginning, when Winona is drunk and stumbling around, shooting into the air like you do when you're sad, uh, the Revenant comes up, and then... Waverly shows up and shoots him, and then Winona gets something and says, "You shot him in the dick. That was so sweet." <laughs> <laughs> and then that same character gets shot in the dick later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As oh. a uh, TV connoisseur, I know that Succession is over now. It's it's my favorite show, obviously. So this is now the best show on TV, guys. Start watching, please. I uh, I want to throw out a secondary moment of the week is when they're sneaking up to the house and. Uh, uh, Doc's wife just goes, just come in already. Yeah. <laughs> and they immediately stop sneaking. Loved that bit. Guys, Winona Earp is on the Sci-Fi Network on Friday nights. Following Dark Matter, right? Yeah, right after oh, Dark Matter. you guys remember Dark Matter? Dark Matter still pops up on my Netflix and says, new episodes. And I laugh. What a cruel, cruel I joke. every single time. If All I haven't right. seen it, it's new to me. <laughs> yep. All right. This episode was brought to you by yourpopfilter.com. It's the only website on the internet. It's the only place you can go if you go on a web browser of any sort. It's the only place you can go. It's the place where you can get all of our podcasts and various other media. You can also go to amazon.com. Nope. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Fuck Jeff Bezos. Hey, fuck Jeff Bezos. Steal money from his pocket. Buy everything that you would normally buy on Amazon because we know they have sort of a monopoly and you still have to use them and like you can't totally boycott Amazon. I mean, you could, but like, why I would you? I want my stuff in two days. Exactly. Did, did you guys see the article that uh, like they projected the value of Scrooge McDuck, Tony Stark, uh-huh. Bruce Wayne, and then there's a fourth one and Jeff Bezos is worth more than that? Oh, fuck all of them. Twice all of them combined. Twice all of them combined. Well, guys, Jeff Bezos can fuck right off. And if you want to steal money from him, you can buy things through yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. It's just like regular Amazon, except you take money from Jeff Bezos. 
You can also go to YouTube.com and you can search for Your Pop Filter. It's a wonderful place where uh, one of our esteemed panelists put does works very hard. Intern Steve. <laughs> yes, Intern Steve. Steve in there, putting in the putting in the hours. Uh, and they take together clips of our show and other various things, and they make videos of them, and it's wonderful. It's my favorite way, personally, of enjoying our content. Don't don't keep listening to the podcast, please. But like, no, go, go do to YouTube. Do keep listening to the yeah, podcast. Yeah. What Taylor. a weird way to put that. Yeah, but YouTube.com. Uh, search for your pop filter and go there. Like and subscribe to us, and it's a great time to go. You can also go to social media. <laughs> do you have that? Can you make that rewind sound? This <laughs> You can go to social media, twitter.com at your pop filter. And hit us up on social media. You can tweet at us, like our tweets. We have some great content out there uh, that you should probably love. Also, facebook.com slash your pop filter. If you want to go to a longer form way of contacting us, you can go to email at contact at yourpopfilter.com. It is an email address where you can send us your thoughts on the show. If you think uh, Jeremy's the best character on Why No Herb and oh these guys God. are a bunch of punks, then you should definitely send us that, and I would totally appreciate this. I if am not th- the punk. If you think that uh, Outcast deserves way more well, nine, nine, uh, nine. credit than we are giving it, eh, hit us up on that as well. You can also... Give us more audio versions of your thoughts at one five six two Doctor DJ Pop. That is one five six two Doctor DJ Pop. D R D J P O P. He's a little robot guy, and he takes all of our messages for us, and then delivers them to us. And we will play them on the show if they're good or if they're bad. Honestly, if they're like real bad, don't make them in between. Make them very good, very or, bad, or very bad. Yeah, yeah, one of those two things. Some of our other podcasts that you can listen to on yourpodfilter.com or wherever you get your podcasts are Movie of the Year. Guys, what's Movie of the Year like? Um, Movie of the Year is where we dive into one year for so long in order to figure out exactly bracket style, tournament style, so it cannot be argued with. What is the best movie of each individual year? I would describe it as where a tyrant makes two people battle for the title of best friends. Uh-huh. That sounds that's, right. That sounds that like sounds my right. kind of show. You can accurate. also uh, listen to The OCD, a show where you two guys, you watch a show, right? Some yes, it's called watch the, you can show. say The OC, some, Taylor. Some show. It's no, called The OC. I will not. Can, can we pimp what's coming up next oh, week? Oh, very soon, Taylor. Very soon. Oh, so we, what's we, coming we've, up next we've week? We've met Caitlin and Books. From the Unnatural 20s, next week's is uh, everybody's favorite, Cassie. Everybody yep. actually loves Cassie and hates the rest of the Unnatural 20s. But in a couple weeks, it's Taylor, and in a few more weeks, it's Greg. Woo! Hoo boy. So tune in for that and see what I thought of the only episode of The O.C. I've ever seen he and will hate ever it. see. He did not hate it. Don't you, have, no don't matter you what fucking he says. dare slander me like that. Uh, you can also listen to Taylor Talking Taylor. It's a show where I just do the best things possible. I just talk about the best things, things that are related to me and my name. What was your favorite part of W I O U? It's the theme song, without a doubt. Do you give us a little bar. Give us a few bars. Okay. It's got kind of like a very classic 90s. Yes. But the drum line is just, it comes after when, you so it comes, hard. Like the rest of it is very 90s theme song. Those fucking drums yeah. slap. Uh, so listen to that episode. It just came out this week. Uh, it comes out the first Tuesday of every month. 
Uh, You're a that. delight on that show, by the way. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. The rest of the people, eh. Yeah. No, I didn't like your co-host. Right. I don't yeah. like how your co-host never shows I don't, up she, she stands busy. you up every week. She's I've noticed been, well, that. Well, she, we're going to get her in It's soon. lazy enough to only put out a show once a month. It's double lazy to fucking <laughs> then miss not that show. show well, up. listen, take it up with Taylor Swift, you guys. Speaking of what, lazy other... surgery? Uh, every yeah. other week shows. What? Speaking of lazy other every other week shows. I fucked it up again. Yeah. Writer's block is what he's talking about. Where I lazily talk about writers <laughs> about their process. Oh, good. You're here. Let's talk about your book. Yeah, all right, Is cool, it good? Whatever. I didn't read it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. How many words you put in that thing? Nah, <laughs> I've read more than that. It's fine. Uh, so those are our podcasts. You can listen to all of those. I highly recommend them. They're great podcasts. And they bring me a lot of enjoyment. You can also support us if you want. If you really enjoyed this shit that we just did, uh, you can go to patreon.com. I did. We're worth it. Yeah, I did too. I, I would try to give the Patreon as much as possible. I would too, you guys. So if you love us, and we know that you do, go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and give us a little bit of, little bit of dough. They yeah. say that love don't cost a thing, except on Patreon, where we can see exactly love how much you love. Bucks a month. Yeah, it it's does. $5. And guys, please donate and make us do things like, I don't know, eat. What what would you have them eat? Make us eat. You know, it's a new month. Garbanzo beans are so dry. Yeah, Garbanzo beans out. are out that's for out. for the month of August. Make us eat uh, boiled kale. Oh, nothing but boiled kale for Ooh, every meal. Boiled kale. Nothing but sandwiches for an entire weekend. Oh no, that's oh, too hard. No, nothing no, but sandies. No way. So I had the there. best fucking BLT today. What about <laughs> toenail clippings in milk as cereal? Fuck off. Oh, no. Fuck right off. There's rules. You can't make any of us have to end up in the hospital, in jail, or you're not going to end up in hospital not after in that, one bowl or, of toenail clippings. Not in that tier. They're higher or, tiers. Yeah, right? yeah. Fear factor <laughs> tier is much higher than yeah, that tier. There's there's a tier way up there where you can commit murder on me like you yeah. can i will let you kill me you can it's, hunt it's like Taylor four thousand dollars yeah a so month. if you if you do that for four thousand dollars a month for a year honestly you can, worth it I you think can it's worth kill it. me all right that is it for the show for uh, next week we're gonna be talking about <laughs> greg just just say it and get it over with then. Fear, fear for ryan again. Nice oh, is that true? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. This oh, end- you guys, what's Madison up to these days? You guys, days? This Madison's out. dead. No. This, this what? what about Nick? This what's ends Nick the to? greatest run of this show where yeah. we only watch good God shows, and it lasted for like eight weeks. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, good. this ends Greg's turn this on the show. <laughs> Bye, everybody. It's been a good year. <laughs> so this is Greg signing off. All right. For Greg, I'm Mike. For Mike, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I am the world, and we love you. Check, please.